Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 9, Episode 13, titled Choke Point. Is this is this the point? Is this named this because this is the point where all of the good ideas that they've had this season get caught in some sort of hallway infested by zombies and just eaten? <laughs> this is the point where the writing, the writer room, the writer's room just chokes. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh my god, we've had a unprecedented run of fairly good episodes. What are we going to do? I don't think so. I actually yeah, thought I uh, it, this is a pretty good episode. Um, there was a couple points where I thought that it was going to kind of go in a dumb, boring direction, and then. They kept trying new things, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Angus, and then Angus Simpson showed up, or Samson, Angus Samson, which I haven't really seen in anything since season two of Fargo. He's Wait. the head highwayman. Had to have been. Okay, okay. I was wondering why that dude looks so freaking familiar. That makes so much okay. more sense. Right, let me make sure. <laughs> yes, yes, he is definitely Angus Samson. Nice. Um, okay. Who's also what? Where else have we seen him? Is he? Was he a halt and catch fire? Uh, no, he was not. He was in the mule, which we watched the mule a long time ago. Right? Yeah, Um, he's a a fairly. I mean, he does a lot of good work as this Australian character actor, and seeing him as the highwayman, yeah, uh, or I guess the lead of the highwayman was was really nice. And you know, um, at this point, I'm not super interested in having just another low rent band of thugs to contend with. So when Carol suggested diplomacy, I like literally eyes lit up and like, oh my god, I've I'm suddenly reinvested in this shit again. So yeah. I I thought, and then I I you know Connie and Daryl uh doing a diehard slash Home Alone on this abandoned medium rise apartment building or hotel under construction. With the 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 army of the dead, the whispers coming to get bearing down on them. I thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's very little not to like. I I thought that you know as much shit as we as we we've given Ezekiel's Renaissance Fest, it looks pretty cool. Like I like the Ugh. the the banners and the paper mache tigers and what's surely going to be an outdoor movie projection projection setup, or maybe mm-hmm. not. I guess he does have that stage there that he kind of holds court in. That's true. Yeah, he's got a theater. I bet it gets hot as fuck. Uh, no AC. It's maybe, yeah, even in the like late fall, I imagine you get that bulb fired up and a couple hundred mm-hmm. living bodies breathing heavy, eating popcorn. Mm, it's going to be hot. It's going to be old hot movie night. Yeah, the thing about that fair is there was just th- there's no way it was going to live up to the fair that I'm constructing in my head, uh, the fair that I actually <laughs> want to see, because the fair yeah. I want to see is uh-huh. is so cheesy that no self-respecting production team would put that on screen. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. and, and and simultaneously so grandiose that they probably couldn't afford to do it. So like right. At least yeah. this show couldn't uh or wouldn't. Uh so like I'm a little disappointed that this is a trade fair and not like an actual, you know, carnival type uh thing that they're doing here. But at the same time, like yeah, that makes a whole lot more sense for them. And I think you know what they're doing obviously I don't expect them to, to tailor to my particular kind of fare that I pictured in my head. Mm-hmm. Right. I do think they're going to do something like that. Like you can't have Ezekiel up in here engineering this thing and serving, 
you know, tables full of elk and putting on a movie and not have it be a little Rin Festy. Yeah. Uh, infested with a little bit of Rin. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, there's got to um, be a band. There has to, with all the, the talk from Stradivarius yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. Aaron and like, it has to be a band. I think you're scaling it down to like a fucking high school job fair at this point, which honestly <laughs> probably is the way to go. Like you have yeah. your expectations low. But yeah, no, I think, I, yeah, no, we're going to get a little fair. Okay, get a little cool. fair to go along with the trading. I do I'm, I'm wonder, excited. like, are they going to have to come up with some kind of currency because, like, or, or is the tickets oh. to the movie going to be free? Because it seems like that's the kingdom's big bartering stick. So what do you do? You, you trade, you know, three chickens and two eggs for a family of uh, was worth of movie tickets and a big bucket of popcorn. Like, yeah. that's the whole problem with trade and bartering. You're going to have to come up with some kind of currency system. It's a BYOP. Bring your own popcorn. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I've been through rules. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's going to be a primitive barter system currently. Uh, it kind of has to be, right? Unless they have a bunch of gold bullion or something stashed away, which I don't think they do. Just go skip, skip, skip the gold currency, back currency, whatever back currency. Go right to fiat. Yeah. Have Eugene set it up. Crypto. <laughs> just it just leaves. They got those sleeves. Let's make the <laughs> currency leaves. No one sees any bad ideas there. <laughs> I I think that like now that they got the, their solar power working at the kingdom again, they just go crypto. Use ninety nine percent of that sure. power towards mining bitcoins, and there's there's no problems with that. No problems with that at all. Awesome. Blockchain will save them. Uh, they did fire up a little bit of uh, power this episode, didn't they? They did. They got a power going. There's some sparks flying. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna be able to. Screen a movie, I do believe. It sounded like generators, which was kind of crazy to me this far into uh, the apocalypse, but yeah, what do I know yeah. about the degradation yeah. of fuel supplies? Yeah, that's just only what the only what the science you're only what your science education would tell you, and what good is that? Yeah. Also, the, I don't. I don't. Dead's walking the earth. <laughs> okay, shall uh, we get into the episode? Or yeah, I, I like the episode. I thought you know the stuff the. The fight with Beto was good enough. Like it wasn't the best fight I've ever seen, but also it wasn't the worst. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, and, and, The Walking Dead had some assist from the the early goings of season three of the West Westworld because it's completely redefined how bad you know, <laughs> oh, okay, even premium cable yeah. action can be. So if I see something that is you know not confusing, straightforward, fairly sound tactically, if there's a couple of minor, I, I think that. Um, Daryl Dixon, uh, Norman Reedus is. Uh, there's a limit to how much he's practicing stunts at this stage. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, yeah. you you want me on set? I'll, I'll get there 15 minutes, okay? <laughs> you know, I'll just go, I'll go through. I'll go through the thing or two with a stunt man once or twice. Is this fucking fuck it? Mm-hmm. I kind of go like this, and the guy falls down. Then I go like this, <laughs> and the other guy falls down. I, it's kind of getting to that point with him. But you know what? Yeah. I I remember when Daryl was a real badass, and it's it's. You were kind of coasting on those fumes, but it's still working. Yeah. And then every time, you know, I thought they were going to slow it down and do something uh, that was tedious and boring. They kind of kept it moving along. Um, You know, you have Mm -hmm. the scenes with Lydia and Henry and all those mostly work and they're not overstaying their welcome. I think they they found a refreshing uh, sense of pacing here in season nine that The Walking Dead has lacked for so long now. Um, yeah. it doesn't feel as repetitious and, and no. tedious. This feels like 16 episodes where everyone knew what they were trying to do and moving the ball a little bit forward where yeah. 
before you'd have like wild swings in the beginning and ending and then just kind of like uh, dribbling at half court for large stretches of, of the season. And, and this has yeah. moved along pretty briskly. I agree. All right. Well, let's get into the recap. Um, we start off with uh, right where we left it last time with Daryl and Connie's group, uh, Henry and Lydia. They're all running from the whispers in the night. Uh, they're not going back to the hilltop so that they can keep uh, you know the people they love out of this. Lydia doesn't want to go back to the whispers and Daryl won't let her come with them. But eventually they just decide we got to go. We can't stay here. Um, so Connie takes the entire group, including Daryl's dog and goes off in the opposite direction. <laughs> and Daryl reluctantly decides to follow. Yeah, I thought that's pretty effective light comedy. The <laughs> fact that, you know, there's this power struggle and Connie wins to the point uh, where even the dog's like, yeah, fuck it, Daryl. I'm going with her. She seems like she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you make of this dilemma that they can't go back to Hilltop? Because I don't know that that saves Hilltop when Alpha comes calling. Hey, man, we just had a rogue band of our people run off and do this. We have no idea where they are. You know, are they going to let yeah. him, uh, Alpha come in and inspect them? Like, you know, they're Iran trying to do some kind of nuclear program and uh, uh, Alpha's from the UN looking for centrifuges. Like, what? Uh, how? Yeah. I mean, I understand the sentiment and I kind of agree with it, but I don't feel like it's going to do much good. It's going to probably, and, and with them going to Alexandria for help, it's probably going to just embroil them into this whole shit show, too. So, but, yeah, I think you're right. I don't know how you play this, though, like because the other option is to go back to Hilltop and that gets you in just as much trouble, um, probably more so. But you got more fighters. You got, you know, yeah. four people and a dog it's true. Uh, versus these people just kind of out in the wind, not able to help and not able to help at all. The other thing is, do we think this show. Do you, do you think the show has the balls to like just take Daryl and Connie and Henry and Lydia and Dog and have them be like a B unit for the rest of the season? They're just going to be out in the world, this whole wide world. I mean, I, I there's one point in this episode where I think it, it feels like they were trying to set up the spinoff. The Daryl Dixon leaves the group with uh, yeah. a couple others and meets up with a Rick Grimes spinoff. Like that's fear, fear the walking Daryl. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, so I don't know. I, I haven't read anything about season 10, which is as mm. we're you know recording this is already out, um, <laughs> at least. Except for the finale. Right, most of it is. Uh, so I don't know if that's what they're doing. I don't I don't think Daryl leaves the show this season, but because mm-hmm. I would have heard that, right? Like I heard, oh, Andrew Lincoln I, I so. is out yeah. and like uh, some other big news. Lauren, so Lauren Cohen was a sideline for most of the season. Right. Yeah, I... I, I mean, I think that I trust the show to do something like that and keep it interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, they're at the end of this episode, they're on their way back to Alexandria. So I imagine, yeah. you know, the equation is going to change somewhere along the line. Um, I'm wondering if they might li- end up in Oceanside because that's the one community that hasn't really been serviced at all this season. Mm-hmm. They had the revenge arc um, before the time jump. And since then, we haven't seen, I think, a living soul from Oceanside, nor heard from them, nor been there. And it would be interesting if, like, Daryl kind of visits the three communities on his way out this season. And uh, when I say the way out, I'm, I, I don't have any advanced knowledge. I'm just saying that, you know, on the way out of his character's arc of the season, kind of, like, brings us in touch with all the three of the communities, um, yeah. especially the ones we've kind of lost contact with. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. We haven't heard a peep from them this half season. Saw him on the banners and like at the signed charter last episode. Like, holy fuck. Yeah, there's a whole community out there. (laughs) Right. Fishing. Oh, yeah. I bet they've got uh, some hydroelectric going on. Uh, They've probably got, you know, they've built the Emerald City while these fuckers are back here (laughs) trying to get a bridge going. The all woman, the all women community has got like a shit like utopian figured out. <laughs> right. Everybody else is just scr- still scratching the dirt and like, look here, a projector bulb. Civilization <laughs> is saved. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we move on to the whispers. Still doing their weird camp stuff. Laundry, I think they're hanging uh, hanging out their whites to dry. Uh, yeah. Beta examines a dying whisper, and they seem to have some rituals around turning into walkers. Uh, and then, I, 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 yeah. I was bummed to not return to this because he's like, fetch his wife. He's about he's he's about to make the turn. Yeah. And, you know, the whole I'll be one of them. But, you know, you'll you'll be with us forever. Like, I don't know. There are some real cool aspects of this whisper stuff. And it's kind of like a cult. Only there's some truth to the teaching. You know what I mean? Like you you will walk forever. Like having the guardians I mean, yeah. be how many. How many of those uh, guardians are their former uh, campmates? Like, that's kind of cool, like, in a horrific, weird Warhammer 40K fucked up sort of way. Yeah, but, that scene where they yeah, show I them it... headed toward the the motel or the apartment, yeah, yeah. whatever, the high rise they're in. Uh, they show the guy who turned in that pack. And I thought that was just a really nice touch. You know, it, it just yeah. shows you, like, this is the fate of these people. And they are totally cool with it. Yeah, that's like, it's not like a pulling the wool over their eyes it's part of the deal like yeah we'll keep you guys and it's, of course daryl fucks it up first guys first day as a guardian he gets a bolt right through to melon i mean that's what he's but there the, for right them's, to guard the rest of them's, them them's the breaks when you're a guardian i guess yep yeah they're the the red shirts uh so beta says <laughs> that lydia will come back to them or he'll make all of the survivors into guardians i, I think they're they're the skin side of the shirts and skins yeah <laughs> fair um. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't have much more to say about this other than the interesting stuff that it adds, the layers uh, mm-hmm. of the whispers, and giving Beta kind of like some nuance as uh, a solid second in command. You know, he's not just slavishly following uh, Alpha. He's got got his own. Uh, you know, he's ordering tactical teams this and doing that, and he's going to spearhead this. Like it's it's given him you know a much more right hand man credentials which i think that's the other thing they struggled with the savior like they had negan and simon and that was it all the others like i still couldn't with gun to my head tell you any of the other names of lieutenants uh dwight yeah he was you know, like dwight for a while he was one right but he he had a lot of development but i i never yeah. thought he was a believable lieutenant gotcha you know especially with his backstory and whatnot but like yeah, yeah. i like what they're doing with beta they've they've done more for him than they did for, in three seasons for any of the savior lieutenants and conspicuously, we don't see Alpha this episode, and I'm wondering where right. she went off to, um, who she's got with her, what she's up to, because she's, she's crazy, uh, and she might be trees, on her way man. to do some nasty shit. It takes a long time to mark trees. They got a big territory. Mark trees? Walking around, Just piss walking around pissing, on, pissing on tree trunks. Yep, that's... that's Okay. So people know. <laughs> I, d- I didn't know. part of being Alpha. The dead did that. Got to have efficient kidneys and a big bladder. I don't I mean I've seen some kidneys in this show and I don't think they're in very good health. <laughs> uh okay, Carol's happy to see the fair coming together. They're a raiding party. 
led by Jerry, comes back without their armor, though. And they go to Ezekiel and tell him that they got jumped by a group that called themselves the Highwaymen, and they left a ransom note threatening to ruin their fare unless they're paid. Uh, a competent bow girl thinks it might be Jed's savior group. Je- Jeb? I, I can't remember. I think name. so. Yeah, Jed. Jeb, Jed. Uh, Ezekiel Jeb. tells him that they need to gather up every spare fighter that they've got. I love this. So this this is the scene at the beginning where we get kind of an overview of the preparations they're doing for the fair. You get this right. big ass paper mache tiger up on the mm-hmm. balcony, which is fantastic. Uh, I like seeing the banners. You know, each it, it does cool. that gives it a Ren Fair feel to me. Like it does, it's it does good stuff. Uh, they got lighting running off generators. Uh, all, all it's all shaping up to be quite the the fair. Yeah, I thought Carol and Jerry's wife, uh, Nabila, I think is her name, was very cute, like in this establishing shot. Mm-hmm. And then you go right through the current menace. We found out that funny little pie sigil paid off right away. Apparently, that's the highwayman symbol because it's on, it's emblazoned on this letter that they sent. Um, and uh, we still see this, the same song of the kingdom that apparently they're running low on food and supplies. They're yeah. near the point to collapse. And still shocking the- to me because like when you see the pan over the community, there's like crops and, and it still doesn't look like it's this is shades of Mr. Robot saying that the economy's <laughs> fucked and everything's going on as normal, which I don't man. Yeah. I don't know. Living through 2020. I feel like maybe I wouldn't talk so much shit about uh, financial collapses and the appearing the appearance of normalcy and, and whatnot during some of these. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, uh, it is. It is curious. Uh, but I like to pay off of that sigil. That was really, you know, it's a, a one episode build up, which is cool. Maybe two episodes. I also thought is is kind of like some high comedy with uh, competent bow girl being like, you know, I, I bet it's a dastardly Jeb. And uh, Carol's like, nah, I'm pretty sure it's not them. Uh-huh. Pretty sure they're charcoal at some shitty rural intersection outside of our community. Yeah, pretty sure. Can't be. Can't be. Just put put it out of your mind. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but it's another unintended consequence, right? Like Carol put the kibosh on the savior group, which, you know, dicks, but they did have a relationship with. And now you've got this new band of, mm-hmm. I don't know, outlaws, morally gray characters that have moved into that power vacuum. And it feels like that might be an arc that you could get a couple seasons out of. Like you, you put down the whispers. What were the, what were the whispers protecting you from? There's always kind of a yeah. bigger fish type deal. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I don't think you hire a guy like Angus Hampson uh, to come into the lead role unless he's going to be a bigger part. Uh, you know, not just one and done episode. Yeah, when I was going through my notes, I was thinking like, because that's always a conventional wisdom. When you see like an A-lister, uh, as far as character actors like that show up, it's like, oh. But on the other hand, it's also possible that he's just a big fan of The Walking Dead. And it's like, you know, write me in some kind of late season plot and I can just kind of be in and out. But yeah. I don't know. This feels like the fucking new guys maybe for the kingdom that, that might give them the shot that they need mm-hmm. uh, kingdom. Didn't the kingdom that uh, they talked about how they lost the brunt or they, they bore maybe the brunt of the fighting during yeah, the war yeah. like that. They, they lost a lot of their soldiers and whatnot. So like this could be an injection of muscle, but on the other hand, it's more mouths to feed. So right. I, I don't really know where they're going with this and how, Ah, well, we'll get to it when when they actually do the negotiating. But like Carol's point about you know this letter being grammatically correct and it's a request and and they didn't kill anybody is kind of correct. But on the other hand, it is extortion. 
You yeah. know, there is a definite oh, yeah. or else protection racket thing going on here, so. Mm-hmm. Or else you won't uh, get to have your fare. Yeah. All right, Tara's group encounters a tree falling across the road and begins clearing it. The blacksmith and his wife are taking care of a baby, and the youngest uh, fucking new guy whose name I don't know wants some mm-hmm. wants something to do because she's worried about Connie. Yeah, I think this blacksmith family, Earl and yeah, Brett Butler. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, Tammy. I think it's Earl and Tammy. Tammy I, it's okay. it's kind of super cute. These this elderly couple with an injection of fresh blood into their li- their life, uh, replacing the son that they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, no one that it's yeah. We don't have the time and energy for this, but also it's the it's the zombie apocalypse. Fuck it. Uh, I I thought it, they're they're pretty yeah. Like I went from not giving a shit about these characters to like having a pretty fond place on my heart for him at this point and it's nice that they're man it's we, we've talked about how hard it is to juggle a big cast like this on shows mm-hmm. like the expanse and game of thrones well this is a big enormous cast and they're not doing it all at once but slowly but surely they're building the world out and building connections to characters and making us love them more probably just to set them up to kill them well um, yeah but that's, that's the, the way they're doing go they're doing that so much better now um you know, because in past seasons, they would get this episode, but it would be focused on them uh, for the entire B plot. And then at the end of that B plot in this single episode, they die. Right. Like, yeah. And they wouldn't have adopted Henry and kind of taken him in as their ward. And they would they, yeah. they, they wouldn't have had, you know, they wouldn't have had a heart to heart about Tara, about, you know, you're the one we look to for justice. Like they are fleshing that stuff out like, you know, shit, Jerry's wife has had more lines this last three episodes than she had the previous two seasons she's been on the show so um, she was on the show for two seasons i don't even fucking remember it i think she showed up at the midpoint of season seven and they kind of hinted that maybe jerry was in but yeah like all this shit is taking place off camera and like man I kind of wanted to see Jerry fall in love with this this woman and their relationship and how cute it is and they've squandered all that and it's not like it was it was not like uh, the camera is just torn away by all the intense action and development that was going on. Otherwise, it was just being frittered away, mm. you know, and and now they're actually trying to punch up those those slack times with character development. And it's paying off, paying off in droves. Yeah, I think the last paying B off character, like a trade fair. <laughs> yeah, paying off in uh, gold bullion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the last B character I remember that had any kind of backstory that I gave a shit about was Denise, I think back in like season four yeah. or five, mm-hmm. whenever she died, uh, they, they did her right. But like, I struggle to think of other B characters that they've done. Right. Like, I guess Jesus and Aaron at one point were B characters. And I suppose that's the thing, right? Like B characters eventually move into the A slots as they exactly. take out other A's. A characters. So, mm-hmm. and if you don't Even have that stable today. to go to, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, uh, uh, dugout uh, for a baseball team. Like if you don't have backup yep. pitchers, when your pitcher gets injured, you're just fucked, right? Because you've got no yep. emotional investment. Yeah, uh, built up anything uh, in reserve, and yeah. I th- it does take foresight to do that. You can't just like fucking write shit as you go. Um, and the show's doing it now, so yeah, I'm I'm just amazed. <laughs> it's so crazy to come back to The Walking Dead after writing it off and being like, God damn it. It was possible to make a, a decent zombie show mm-hmm. all this time. Sure was. Uh, okay, Connie takes him to a motel and insists that they get to a choke point at the top. And Lydia says Alpha is going to send Beta after him. And Daryl's eager for it because he gets to kill their best fighter. 
Yeah, and like at, at that point, I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be this episode or next, but this is going to be good. Yeah, that's a badass I line. Like, I mean, you, yeah. you want confidence from your main badass, right? And Daryl has has no shortage of confidence. Either best, good. We'll kill him first. Like it's it's pretty mm-hmm. good. Some good some good de- some good Daryl lines this episode. This this entire season. Yeah. And then Jerry's group scopes out the highwaymen. Ezekiel is disappointed that they're having to resort to violence. Carol suggests they try talking first, and after some debate and a promise to murder them if they don't talk, Carol's able to convince the rest of them to try it. I fucking love what they've done to Carol these last four seasons, <laughs> yeah. where she's got this kind of son. She's like the happy warrior. You know, it's uh-huh. like, oh, hey, you know what? And and I think that she would rather go in guns blazing, but what changed her mind is seeing how bummed that Ezekiel was. Like, God damn it, I got this. I want to lead this better place. I want to have Camelot. I want to be King Arthur. And I always have to do this Mordred shit. And I don't I don't like it. And yeah. she kind of like, well, you know, we could just try talking. And if that doesn't work, we kill him anyway. And mm-hmm. it, it really works for me. I fucking love his bloodthirsty, but also rational queen he's got. And the fact that she's not even fucking around with denying her her regalness at this point. She's just like, oh, fine. I guess I'm the I'm the queen of this fucked up community. Sure. Better me than some other person. Right. I mean, yeah, it's hilarious that they're putting her in that situation. But also, I really like the relationship, uh, the functional dynamics of it. Like, Ezekiel is taking her advice. She's taking his advice. Everything that, you know, makes sense, given uh, the situation they're in, is being considered. It's not just one person pushing their agenda. Uh, That feels very healthy. That feels like a, a strong relationship. And I think that... I, I don't know, a few seasons ago, it'd be tough for me to see that with Carol because uh, mm-hmm. she, you know, she was doing what she wanted to do, I think, most of the time. Um, after the stuff right. with Ed, you know, I think her life changed, but it kind of swung pendulum-like to the other extreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're somewhere in the middle and it's just sort of bouncing back and forth right in the center there with Ezekiel pulling one end and Carol pulling the other. I like it. Yeah, and... They also thematically set this up to where, you know, Ezekiel's like, no, nah, we, we're just going to have to go in guns blazing or I guess spears flashing. You'd have to start questioning, well, who really is abhorring the violence here? You know, if you're going this as its first option, not because it's your only option, because it's the most expedient and safe one. Yeah. You can start asking your questions about that. But like them being willing to like, you know what, we'll show some vulnerability maybe to avoid the the violence and bloodshed shows some not just character development for the the characters but the show itself like oh you know we're going to move beyond this shitty we can't trust anybody that's not us it, it's kind of like a a, a, a a it's a microcosm of human development you know the fact that uh-huh. we get in these these pinches as a, as a society where people in charge tell us that we can't trust anybody we got to kill everybody else and the the long arc of human history is uh, some people standing up and be like, but do we really have to kill everyone else? And then finding out that you don't and establishing trade and then you got, and you got not, more to lose. They're not yeah. stupid about it, though, either. Right. Like they've got right. a plan going in here. Right. They're going to see if they're amenable to to trade and to to being friendly. But if they're not. <laughs> they're gonna kill so them, many you know? times in real life and in fiction pacifism is shown as a, a weak yeah cowardly philosophy and no one could possibly say that about carol no so when she, she should just see when she suggests diplomacy from a place of strength i'm like that's actually really impressive because you very rarely see that at all yeah okay connie takes up residence in their old stash house 
uh, Daryl and Connie play in the defense. Um, Connie asks what's next for Lydia. And Daryl refuses to take her back to Hilltop because their friends will die. Connie points out that Lydia doesn't have any friends. Uh, which I, I'm not quite sure what she's getting at with that other than we need to take her in. Um, yeah, because she's she's a, she's weak and we're strong and she's got no chance. We have a chance. But she's made it pretty clear that she doesn't want to go with them, right? Like, I, I I don't know. That was the thing. That was that was the strange part to me is like Lydia is saying, like, I don't want to go back to them, but I also don't want to be here with you guys. Like, I, I need to, to go back to danger. Them. I don't think she wants to put him in danger. And also, like, Daryl's so strong against it that hmm. she just assumed that she needs to have her own plan. Because this is all taken, this conversation is taking a play, uh, place away from, you know, Henry and Lydia. So this is kind of like adult, adult, adult and talking. And we got some qual, we got a, uh, a, a, a small showing of Daryl's wildcat, you know, when uh, uh, Connie tries to insist that she's coming and he's like, nah, uh-huh. uh, she's girl stays. Um, but uh, but I, I don't know. I, what do you think they're doing with uh, Connie and Daryl? Because I've always thought that like the last the the last six seasons, I guess since Doodlebug died, I just kind of decided that Daryl just didn't have time for relationships. But I don't know whether they're going for friendship or what. But like it seems like Connie's really taking a shine, and they're very simpatico about like strategy, and they have a communication barrier at this point. Um, yeah. But they have a lot of really good chemistry. Um, it could just be badass camping in the woods buddy chemistry. Yeah. Uh, killing walkers, killing bad guys chemistry, but I don't know. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I wasn't getting any romantic vibe from it, but I was definitely getting like a simpatico vibe, like you're saying. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're they're yeah. on the same same wavelength. And I think, you know, as <laughs> one of the most important things with Daryl probably is to show him that you're fucking competent. Um, and I think as mm. Connie shows more and more of that, like leading them to the right place, having this backup stash of, of emergency goods, like Daryl's noticing the shows. Things that the group itself was not as big a fool right. as we first suspected. Yeah. I think the more she does, uh, the more respect she's going to earn from Daryl. And, uh, you know, the, the more Daryl is able to, I think, come around to her way of seeing things, right. Especially with Lydia, like, you know, not just being this black and white, Oh, this has got to be, you know, this way or it's no way. I, I feel like they're going to do good things for each other, um, here in the future. One thing I wonder is how if this if if Connie continues to be an important character going forward and presumably the communities will start to learn her language, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I wonder how they'll bring because right now they've got a nice crutch and that Daryl kind of is starting to get a flow for what she's trying to tell him. But they have the the notepad, right? They can pass. If like Daryl becomes proficient in sign language, do they just start subtitling? I guess they just start subtitling that. Um Mm-hmm. To, to, to keep the audience in or I was wondering if they would do kind of like you know Han and Chewbacca where you don't really realize it but like Han essentially repeats everything that Chewbacca says with enough context that like what do you mean you don't think the Hydro Spanner should go here like yeah. you know I, they could do that but I don't know that that would last for long dialogue <laughs> scenes so I guess yeah. subtitle yeah like any other language I'm overthinking it yeah they could do it uh, all right, Zeke, Carol, and Jerry are walking through a warehouse where they encounter a man in the shadows and also in a cowboy hat, along with a whole bunch of armed friends. They demand whatever they've got, and then Zeke's team moves in and takes them all at gunpoint. They offer the highwayman a job. Rather than attack them on the road, they can protect their shipments. In exchange, they're granted access to the kingdom and the fair, and cowboy hat laughs in their face. 
uh, <laughs> Highwayman. I don't know what to call this guy. Uh, laughs in their faces and says they're going to have to do better. And so Carol ups the ante with, uh, by offering to show them a movie, which, God, Melissa McBride is so good in this scene. She, she's absolutely hilarious when she's yeah, she, suggesting she's that movie. She's channeling her casserole mom face. Into uh-huh. it. Like her face lights up like that 10,000 watt bulb. And it's just. And, and it's such kind a of stupid almost, idea. <laughs> like, but is it? Like, if you think like you're eight years in a zombie pocket, you haven't seen television or a movie. And someone's like, you know what? We got a movie theater. You can come and trade and get some food and 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 relax and watch a fucking movie. I don't know. Yeah, but when like my main concern is uh, the 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 people in my community have told me that they're hungry and we've got no food, and someone offers us a movie, I'm gonna laugh in their face even harder. But yeah, but it's it just works. It works because it's kind of dumb. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I I remember. It was before the time jump, I had this revelation that, like, they are this close to reinventing a really good Western. Like, it's just an East Coast zombie apocalypse Western. You've got all these people with, like, exaggerated weapons and, like, they're riding horses and they're, like, these dusty frontier communities. And now they're just, like, full-blown leaning into it. They got a high woman that's dressed up like a Civil War soldier and he's got, like, uh, you know, a country Western desperado theme music yes the music yeah it's like inter it's like a much better version of into the badlands at this point Mm -hmm. uh and and i think it's that's great like bonanza lone ranger ponderosa all those shows from the 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 50s and and 60s showed that you could have like this this format is like like it it, it's very uh, durable like that's how firefly was so interesting sure like just space except for it's the old west you know it's the old west except for it's infested by zombies and it's in my it just it it just fucking works these guys riding around in wagons and horseback it it evokes that so much anyway just lean into it because i think it's it's fascinating Oh, no, they're doing a great job with uh, the setup for this group. And I hope they do stick around. I hope Angus Sampson, I I like him. I hope he sticks around uh, as the highwayman because I'll watch that show. Sure. I'll watch Bonanza in the apocalypse. Why not? (laughs) Fear the Bonanza dead. (laughs) All right. Henry did the only thing he knows how to do to impress Lydia, sharpen a stick. Uh, She doesn't want to kill her own people, though. Also, she doesn't want him to kill them either. So he promises to try not to. Uh, which we've seen this a hundred times before. This is Morgan. Like this is fucking Morgan's influence. Anybody else creeping in? If Morgan wasn't your daddy for like five seasons, you'd say, fuck you. I'm going to kill these people because they're trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. Henry is morgalizing here. Uh, she Lydia's super worried about Alpha finding them. And she asks why Henry came to save her. He replies that he cares about her, which causes Lydia to kiss him. But they're interrupted fucking daryl they're interrupted by daryl who says they're headed up for their watch you asshole yeah like i understand why he did it he doesn't want henry getting in any deeper with this girl like he's already got a situation spinning out of control but to interrupt two kids kissing in in this moment is just for probably both of them yeah yeah i mean i haven't seen henry kiss anybody do you think lydia practiced kissing with a zombie mask maybe did he kiss uh somebody when they were drunk i can't remember I don't think he kissed a li- the nerdy girl. Um, but yeah, yeah Daryl. Daryl. Daryl brings a halt to it with a hearty hi. I hi. Know, I know. We, we gotta get going. Uh, I'm so mad. But at yeah, I, 
I, I, I, it's, I, I don't know. It's, it is a little bit morgalizing, but I was prepared for it because um, in the background we've been playing. Uh, you know, we, we've done this, released this for club members before, but uh, we're doing a little club feature where we're playing through the final Telltale Walking Dead video game season. And uh, there's a plot with a with a former whisperer in that where, you know, he's got even though he's no longer a whisperer, he's still got, I don't know, fond feelings for the dead. And he gets really butthurt if you kill any around them. It's like, yeah, I yeah, that's where it's like I I have a hard time wrapping my head that much around the ideology. Um, But I guess she's got a point with like, you know, this not she's not talking about the walkers. She's talking about her people. Yeah. And if Henry were to wake up the next day and find out that, like, you know, actually secretly everyone in your community is Nazis. They got 10,000 strong slave labor camps outside these gates you've never seen. And like his whole world got flipped upside down. I bet he'd have a hard time taking out Daryl and Tara Mm -hmm. and Aaron. If they came to get him back, it's so if if, I I can definitely wrap my head around that, like, even though this is a fucked up situation, it's what she's known. These people have protected her. There's probably been some laughs along the way, some moments of like twisted affection and she can't do it. So I, and, and, and Henry's, as you said, molded into the shape he has by Morgan and Carol and Ezekiel. He's kind of the perfect vessel to, to put up with this garbage and his own dick. Like at this point, I that's he's, true. Like Lydia telling him anything. She could tell him literally anything and he'd be like, I'll uh-huh. try. I'll try. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want you to fly to the moon without a suit. I'll try. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And I'm also, I, I'm a vegan and I need you to eat vegan and I want you mm-hmm. to get a tattoo of my name on your face and he's like uh-huh uh-huh okay and then what and then what yeah. right he's he's yeah. ready to swallow some shit i think yeah and you know half of it obviously is hormones half of it is like he just wants to to get it in or whatever he thinks getting it in is uh and half of it is legitimately like he feels bad for people um you know lydia in this scenario where she's got nowhere to go she's got no real family uh, the family mm-hmm. she does have is so fucked up that she may not even want to go back to them, let alone he wanting her to go back to them. So, like, I get it. There, There's like 50 percent being a young teen, a young horny teen and 50 percent genuinely caring about another human being. Especially since Henry's been at this point practicing his staff work for years and he just wants to <laughs> <laughs> he wants to see how it all pays off, you know. Let's just to start spinning Jesus. that thing 360. <laughs> <laughs> this is Thrust what I call the helicopter. Dodge. <laughs> yeah. the, let me show you what I like to call the Charlie Chapman. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay, a group of walkers runs smack into Tara's team. Earl, uh, the blacksmith, is, I, I thought, bitten. He he gets attacked. I thought he... I, he they might. make like a crunching teeth sound. On his arm, and he screams, and then there and he's cut not away. Bit. Yeah, and the zombie was definitely going for it. Um, yeah, these callow yeah. teenagers that did did all the pissing on the walkie walkers, they're not super great. Like they had to have their asses bailed out in this little scuffle too. Oh, this is like uh, the only about- scene I have a problem with. Um, oh, really? In the whole episode, yeah, because like they've got a bunch of they've got at least two bow people in this group. And those mm-hmm. boat people are running in toward this group of walkers with the rest of them instead of hanging yeah. back, picking off ranged. like 15. Of the, I don't know. How many could you hit with the bow if you're a competent bow girl? 
Uh, we've, yeah. we've seen her like if she's she's like Legolas essentially she should be able to hit like from 40 50 yards out easy um, oh yeah so like you just do that and by the time the walkers get to you they're going to be and it's pretty easy to pick out like they say watch their hands well if someone you know one of them things busts out a, a bow and arrow uh-huh. then they just become the prime target yeah no but but yeah. they're not the best fighters and these teens like they some of that action was incompetent but I think you're supposed to understand the teenagers are incompetent yeah, yeah, I'd buy that. Because these are these are the same people, I believe, yeah, that had the, the little ones. pissing on the zombie adventure. Yeah, like the 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 ne'er do wells, the ones that are like, oh, I'm always stuck behind the walls. Well, now you're out behind, you're in front of the walls, and you suck. You suck. Right. This is why we keep you behind the walls. Because you're a bunch of fucking suck ass whiny butts. Uh, and then the highwaymen ride into the rescue uh, as the walkers, mm-hmm. you know, are are starting to uh, break the ranks. And Brett Butler, man, going to work with that piece of rebar. Like, she's mm-hmm. got this little safe box she can lock her baby in. And she goes, I mean, she personally takes like three or four of the zombies on the way to Earl. And then the Highwayman's entrance with Angus Dude. doing this like head down, beefy Naratu running. Did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, oh, He's I like, saw it. Yeah. Fucking rolling thunder coming in, and the music swelling. The music. This, this country western, uh, like like cowboy theme. It's it's ridiculous, but yeah. you know this is so a show stupid, that I love it. has uh, a ninja woman mm-hmm. and a ninja Jesus and a cyborg Aaron at this point. Like a little bit of Z Nation mixed in uh-huh. is is not not a bad thing in my in my. Uh, estimation. In fact, that's one of the things we used to call for back when we had the shitty years of The Walking Dead. Like at this point, what do you got to lose? You're not AAA television. Yeah, just fuck fuck with it. You know, and they're fucking with it now, and I, I'm I'm here for it. Me too. Uh, okay, on on watch, uh, Henry and Lydia make eyes at each other, and then they spot a group of walkers moving in. Uh, Beta and some other whisperers are in the mix, and Daryl and the others retreat into their fortifications and pair off. Henry and Connie go together uh and daryl and lydia go together uh smart split of the team it turns out yeah so this is a this is a long encounter um and i don't quite know how to break it up because there's no natural break point here so i'm just gonna say they fight and maybe we can talk about the cool parts of the fight um yeah because yeah i mean the beta and a couple of people come after daryl who has locked lydia into a closet with dog um, and then another, and then a couple of other whispers go after Henry and Connie. They, they had some tense stuff. Like I liked, like Daryl's just taking a pot shot at the Walkers. He ends up hitting the the fresh guy and Beta. Like it's kind of ballsy to risk a look, a glance upwards, you know, because you might pop out of the crowd. Your safety, his only safety, yeah. is his mixing in with the zombies and Daryl being unwilling to like waste arrows on shooting them from a distance. Mm-hmm. Um. But I like, you know, the fact that like you can't leave Henry and Lydia together. And yet he also nails Lydia into the the closet, which made a lot of sense. Because like, hey, if you're not going to help fight, by definition, you will only be in the way. Yeah. Um, Dog. And everything was just dog. But, you know, you want to protect Lydia. He's he's uh, not a complete shitbag. But I thought like this was very smart from all sides. You know, they had the right strategies. Like, you know, it's barricade, but not so strong that. The humans can't get to us. Beta sees this and smart enough to realize that it's a trap. But, you know, he's a badass in his own right. He's not afraid. Yeah. Uh, He wants to get Lydia back. Um, And I love that they pair off three dudes against just Daryl. 
because like you know if, if you want to say it's okay Beta's a badass but <laughs> right right like daryl's such a badass at this point or he should be in our minds that three is like okay that's a reasonable number for him to take out yeah and we've we've all f- often gotten excited by like the prospect of a home alone style fight you know right and this is a little bit of that you know like there's some co- non-conventional tactics connie does some fancy footwork with uh, a filing drawer to trip up one of the whisperers. Uh, there's this amazing scene of Daryl hiding behind this like Viz Queen uh, yeah. plastic sheet until the guy gets right up there and then just puts an mm. axe right through his chest from behind this, uh, the the sheet. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Super impressed when Beta bust, bust into Daryl's ambush. And has like a board in front of his, you know, he's carrying like a door in front of him. So when Daryl inevitably hits a perfect headshot, it goes right into the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a lot of like really well staged action. Um, I, did you think it was kind of hilarious when Dog entered the fray? It looks like a stuntman just threw Dog into the scene. Like oh this German Shepherd, I don't know that. I don't know that they can jump that high and lead feet first. I, I don't know. I, I, I live. Li- I, I don't want to think that a stunt man just threw this dog at somebody, <laughs> but I kind of think they might have. It's probably a puppet. Uh, I got to say the other cool thing I like about this scene is the way it's shot. And man, I won't say this very often for The Walking Dead, but they mm. use light and dark extremely effectively in this scene. Because Daryl is Daryl and Lydia head up to the upper floors where I, I or or another side of the building where the sun is shining in and the windows aren't boarded up and Lydia mm-hmm. or, or sorry sorry Connie and Henry are on the other side where the windows are boarded up so their side is dark Daryl's side is light and it always grounds you in where you are in any given yeah. fight because like once they after they paired off I wasn't sure how far away they were from each other or were going to be from each other and whether those groups would remix at a certain point uh and so like having the that demarcation of light versus dark really helped me get okay I'm I, I know when yeah. I'm seeing a whisperer skulking around that th- uh-huh. that's the one coming after Henry and Connie right as right. as opposed to Daryl uh and that could be hard with a bunch of walkers or people in walker skins who you can't tell the difference between those Right, right. Yeah, no, like having that big obvious light versus dark contrast really grounds you in the different scenes. There's also a lot of things like uh, Connie gets snuck up behind and she's like, you know, looking towards the front. And I'm thinking as this guy lines up a knife on her, I'm like, well, how the hell is she possibly going to see this? But they did a really good job of visually showing that, like, he th- goes back to with the knife and that it catches like a shaft of sunlight and she sees the glint and... Uh-huh. You know, she's not quite daredevil, but she's a deaf woman who survived eight years in the zombie apocalypse. So she's pretty fucking sharp. Yeah. Um, And she ducks in the right. Like, just shit like that, that I think in a season before would be shot in a pitch black set. They would have an idea like, oh, she would just be, we'd have this meme of like, oh, yeah, the deaf girl just magically dodges a knife from behind. They did all the things they needed to do to tell this. And it wasn't the greatest because, like I said, I think Norman Reedus is not super into memorizing long stunt scenes. And maybe he's not in the greatest shape anymore um, because some of the stunt work versus beta was not great. But again, I've seen a hell of a lot worse in the first half of Westworld this year. So I'm kind of grading on a curve. And I just like that that tactically and strategically everything was sound and Mm -hmm. made fucking sense. Yep. Uh, so I I really really enjoyed it. Um, the one other minor criticism I have is 
Daryl and Beta go at each other with double-fisted knives. Uh-huh. And then Daryl loses his, which made sense. But then Beta loses his. Yeah. And I don't know whether there was a scene cut, but like, don't have him pull the double knives if he's just going to lose it. Uh, right. He's not trying to that, make this that, a fair fight, right? He's not play. He's not toying right. with Daryl. He's trying to kill him. Yeah, yeah it I turns that got from lost a double knife fight or... to to a WWC match. It's like, right, right. Which, like, I think there's a way you could tell that. Like, Daryl grabs knives and he gets like you know maybe a brief upper hand, but this guy's. I mean, he's got a noticeable size, weight, and reach advantage over Daryl. Yeah. So I think he could maybe take tank a couple hits with his forearms and disarm him, and then it's his brute strength versus Daryl's guile. Mm-hmm. They didn't quite get to there, and I don't know if it's lost in editing or they didn't quite get the shot they needed. But that's like you know, obviously, when the guy picks up Daryl, I'm like, why don't you just impale him with your two giant cleavers you got in your hand? <laughs> Um, yeah. eh, eh, what are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Uh, Henry gets say, stabbed in the leg and is bleeding pretty bad. Yeah, which is going to necess- necessitate the the trip to Alexandria, I guess. But um, yeah. yeah. Um, and Beta, the the I guess most important part here, aside from Henry getting stabbed in the leg, is Beta getting pushed down the elevator shaft, uh, yeah. and Daryl spitting on him before before he leaves. Uh, Very cool. Because that'll come back later at the end of the episode. Uh, um, also, I just want to moment that it's it's also a nice character moment for Lydia that she, even though she hated it and it was scary and hard, she chose her new people versus her old people. Yeah, and unleashed dog, and you know, came in like you know Henry would be dead if not for her intervention. Mm-hmm. So that she's the die has been cast. She is irre- irre- irrevocably with Daryl and and Henry and the Hilltop crew, or I guess the the good guys at this point. Okay, then the the highwaymen escort Tara's team to the kingdom where everyone is incredibly happy to see each other. Carol wants to know where Henry is, though. They don't have any good yep. news for her. Mm-mm. Um, it's really cute Earl and Tammy mutually deciding to keep the baby. Like, they've been thinking about the whole way, and then when they got there and be like, hey, yeah, we look for, we're looking for places to, to dump off this baby, and then they both kind of, like, look at each other and it's like, no, we're going to keep it. And uh, Nabila kind of rubber stamping it. I, I just thought it was cute. I, I like these people. I want them to be happy. Yeah. Probably going to be disappointed, but I like them. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, you know, the blacksmith can <laughs> probably uh, find another job, but yeah, as people, they're fine. He, you know, when he got bit, I, or when I thought he got bit, I thought they are going to have to take his arm off, and then you'd have, like, you'd, he'd be forced into retirement. Oh, no. And well, I don't know if the Def Leppard drummer didn't retire. That's true. He can still bang with one arm, but I, I felt like that would be a logical way to like him and Brett could then become like senior statesman of the hilltop and he could still have a job mentoring Henry. It would make uh, Boston Rob much more interesting because he'd now be the senior blacksmith. Like mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to sideline him without killing him, I think. Um, yeah, but they chose not to do so. So they must have bigger plans for him. Uh, then Connie plays around with the walkers, drawing them away so they can leave the hotel and head to Alexandria long enough to get Henry's wound fixed. Henry wants to know wh- uh, where they're going afterward, and Daryl says there's a whole world out there, which mm-hmm. to me was them you know, gearing up for the Daryl Dixon spinoff series starring Rick Grimes. But mm. I can't imagine. I, I, you know, they, they do have a new series coming out, I think, next month, right? It's, it's do they? premiering yeah. in September. Or is it October? It's and the, October. And the movies, the movies as well. You got the supposed yeah. uh, 
a potential trilogy of Rick Grimes coming down the pike. But as uh, I understand I it, that has nothing to do with Daryl Dixon. Ah, well, then it won't be their traveling show with Rick Grimes then, Jim. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I, I suspect you're going to go to the Alexandria and then he's going to go to Oceanside and he's going to be like a Paul Revere character, maybe marshalling everybody. The whispers are coming. The whispers are coming um, as he goes throughout the community for some kind of big apocalyptic standoff at the end of the show. But like shit, man, like this stuff is motoring, you know, like yeah. we're kind of like in real time. Uh, the fairs coming. You've got all this shit coming down. The kingdom's got a a fresh influx of, of new blood to help protect them. It's going to be interesting. Man, th- I feel like this fair is doomed. I feel like what's going to happen is, so the fair will be both uh, ruined, but also the thing that saves them. Because I think what, the the climax I see coming here is that Alpha is planning, grabbing up a herd, a, a big ass herd, and going to take it straight up to whatever. I mean, I guess she would be going to the hilltop though. So yeah. the fair won't be really ruined. Uh, but I guess, yeah, we, like we talked about last week, as when everybody's off at the fair, they're probably going to get the hilltop uh, destroyed out from underneath them. Yeah, and then they're be fucked because like, like, that's exactly. the community with all the food, right? Like if they lose wow. the hilltop, Alexandria, Alexandria can make its own food, but the kingdom but, obviously yeah. can't. Combined, those are the bread baskets. And I could see it's like you know Luke Skywalker coming back to you know, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's home and it's just all smoking and on fire because all the badasses are gone. The whole convoy, you know, like, like I can see the whispers just sacking that place or taking it for their own, Mm -hmm. you know, to have a defensible position. Um, But yeah, it's, it's weird because there's not enough time to feel like to wrap all this stuff up and get the festival, but too much time to like, do a festival is pretty happy and joyous and then return to, to burnt up hilltop. I, I don't know. I'm going to trust Angela Kang and, and the writers this season. Uh, I, I might get me in trouble, but that's but something you've heard a little, for a while on walking Dead. They've earned, they've podcast. earned a little bit of trust. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they, they've paced us so well. Um, yeah. I have very few flaws to point out. So, mm-hmm. and then uh, the, one potential. Yeah. The one you're about to talk about. Yeah. The last scene here, the camera moves into the elevator shaft that Daryl pushed beta down. Beta wakes up and gets to his feet. Seemingly very angry. This is, I'm not going to defend this. It's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> Obviously. I, I mean, I know that like, uh, I'm going to try to not spoil it for the wire people, but there's a similar miraculous survival of a, of a, a tall fall in the wire that was based on an actual incident apparently that happened hmm. in in Baltimore in the late 80s um but this is like an eight story drop down to an elevator bot what is that the top of an elevator the bottom of the I elevator think, shaft itself i think it's the top of a car if i had to guess so yeah. maybe the elevator was only a couple stories down it wasn't like a a fall to the bottom of the shaft and mm-hmm. But like, it's hard to believe that, and they didn't establish it. I don't think enough that this guy survived the fall, especially when Daryl pushed him. You you heard like thunk, 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 crash. Like this guy bashed himself against the walls a couple times. Uh-huh. Damn! But and he's already been stabbed in the shoulder. Yeah, but on the other hand, this is like some Michael Myers shit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know, like you're supposed to understand that he is. Not exactly a horror monster, but he's not not one with his get up he's wearing and right. his physical size and Hulk. 
so I, I guess I'm allowing it, but it, I'm not going to defend it. Like, if you get to this, like, oh, this is horseshit. The Walking Dead, stupid. Like, yeah, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, th- this is the kind of stupid I'm fine with because this happens in every semi schlocky horror movie I've ever seen. So, yeah. nothing wrong with it. I'm fine with it. But that's the end of the episode. All right. Well, as Jim says, that does it for the show today. If you would like to send some feedback for us to consider uh, during the end of season podcast fair, where we can trade ideas and the or we can we can engage in trade in the marketplace of ideas, do that do that by sending an email to watchingdead at baldmove.com. Of course, we have our forums forums at baldmove.com. If you'd like to discuss stuff more in real time, uh, there. Uh, but yeah, continuing to have a lot of fun. I hope you guys are as well. We'll be back next week with episode 914. And until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See you later. Bye.